Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Abigail. We're sisters. And we believe in ghosts. Dun dun. SVU, but it seems appropriate, honestly. It does. It seems right. Yeah. Well, we're in our new little podcast studio in Abigail's basement. Yeah, it sounds a lot sketchier than it is, or sounds really cool. It's it just, also really cool. It depends on how you look at it. It's all about because perspective. the pillows on the chairs. We'll post a picture. Uh, have the print of the rug of the shining of the Stanley Hotel. Mm-hmm. Technically, yeah. the overlook. Well, I'm sorry to be technical. It's fine. They're pretty cool. We'll see if I edit that out. I also, I also this weekend, I went to Rhode Island Comic Con yesterday, and I got an Overlook Hotel poster that mm. I'm going to put up in here. Got some other cool Ghostbuster prints coming. Um, nice. Uh, my husband, Colin, said, you know, this isn't going to be just the Supernatural Sisters podcast room. I'm also going to be doing podcasts in here. And I said, what? I said to that, well, no, <laughs> still going to decorate it. <laughs> well, we have a prank saying Mothman is my boyfriend. So, yes, that, that too. That's pretty good. That's pretty um, dang good. That's cool. Mm-hmm. How was Comic-Con? It was awesome. I got to meet Elijah Wood. Of Lord of the Rings. I thing. know who he is. And that is something. <laughs> <laughs> Tie into the podcast. He uh, helps run, I believe he was a co-founder of it, but it's a horror movie streaming service called Shudder. Um, it's very popular. Got it. I can't figure out what other movie I know him from, aside from Lord of the Rings, because I walked out of it. You did. Uh, Two Towers. You walked out of we, right they were talking trees so Hence. um the difference between abigail and i is that she's into that sort of thing <laughs> yes um did you ever watch eternal sunshine of the spotless mind no that tracks that yeah, i don't you haven't yeah. seen that mm. yeah i don't know what it could be like i was looking through imdb yesterday and i was like maybe it was flipper yeah you know yeah, it could be uh, I could see me partaking in a dolphin movie. Yeah. I almost said Free Willy. That's not a dolphin. <laughs> it's a big dolphin. Not a dolphin. <laughs> it's not snowflake. <laughs> it's not snowflake. Uh, how was your weekend? It was good. I, it mostly worked. I would say it was good. I saw some friends. It worked. Um, I got sh- Halloween shamed by our father. Wait, what? Yeah. How was your Halloween? What'd you do? Nothing in particular, which is sad. But I think next year, like this child I'm currently growing will be at a good age to be like a perfect dumpling in a Halloween costume. Yes. Um, And I don't think I'm going to. I think I'll go hang out with dad in the garage. You know, he does this little spooky time in the garage that he likes usually has a friend over they hand out candy and i think they've become kind of the haunted house itself just the two middle-aged 
men. (laughs) It used to be cool. It used to be a whole setup. It used to be a whole thing. Now it seems it's more just dad sitting in a chair with a bucket of candy. But there's still music. Yeah, there's still the spooky, there's like spooky music. The werewolves and the chainsaws yeah. and screams. the screams and like the murder. 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 And so my friend texted me and I was feeling all bad that I didn't stop by. I'm a terrible mm-hmm. daughter. And she texted me and said that I just went to your parents house and it was really scary and i was like oh my gosh did he like what did he do and she said that it it was just him sitting there with (laughs) jeff (laughs) and i was like well that is pretty scary that's pretty terrifying right so i felt less bad he wasn't alone but the next day i stopped by their house and he said well my supernatural daughter's didn't come by and see me. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well then. Rude. Rude. I had people over. Well, that's fun. Yeah. We were watching Evil Dead 2, which is kind of a silly horror movie. It's kind of it's super campy, so it, it leans more towards the humorous, but it still has some like scary elements to it. Mm-hmm. But uh our friend Chris came over who was not a fan of horror movies. So we switched it to What We Do in the Shadows. Have you ever seen that? No. It's a mockumentary about vampires. Oh. Uh, made in New Zealand. It oh God. is hilarious. So it's very Halloween adjacent, but very funny. So yeah. highly recommend. So we did, did that. Did you get trick-or-treaters? I don't think so. But at the same time, our porch wasn't very inviting. Right. We got candy. We currently have three huge bags of candy. Um, but our porch, we just moved into this house, so um, we have not had time to decorate. Right. I mean, I don't know if the street's, like, super safe to walk on. We never, so like, came is- up here. No, no. When we were trick-or-treating, uh, I live on the street I grew up on, but I, I live on the more uh, dangerous side <laughs> as far as traffic goes. She's on the this- other side of the track. on the other side of the track. Um, yeah, we don't have any because we're out, you know yonder you are out yonder so which is kind of good because my dog would just be freaking out mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then i'd be eating more candy than i already did because i ate some at work right I may have bought right. 10 munchkins and eaten them all great um didn't you say you didn't you text me saying you had eaten one off the floor that was saturday so that was two different days so <laughs> i guess i did eat a munchkin <laughs> off the floor <laughs> the sticky suckers are stuck together so i picked up one and flung the other and but you i can't, ate it you can't leave a man behind no and you can't pick it up and throw it away and then someone's gonna be like who was this individual that threw away this full munchkin that's the scariest thing you could do around halloween season right and throw I did, away a munchkin i couldn't be that person so i decided to feed it to my child <laughs> Here, unborn child, have this floor munchkin. <laughs> Grow strong. <laughs> you know, nothing builds immunity like a floor munchkin. <laughs> so that's good. But I, I plan so to... Good. Next year's Halloween's on Saturday. <clears throat> yes. So... Let's go all out. All out. Yeah. yeah. So I think that this was my year... This year was resting up. For next year. Yeah. For some spooky times. And yeah. So I think 
That was pretty lame. I was going to be drunk Thor, too. I know. Uh, at Rhode Island Comic Con yesterday, there were so many uh, Lebowski Thors. Oh, really? It was insane. And they all looked so comfy, and I was pretty jealous. Yeah, that would great. be comfortable. I'm comfortable right now, you know. Maternity clothes. It's like, who's going to yell at me at work for wearing leggings all the time? No one. No one. And if they do? Throw a floor munchkin at them. Well, in the spirit of Halloween, so a little backstory. I'm going to be just talking about some upcoming horror movie news, but um, I didn't have time to prepare a ghost story today. uh, Slacker. (laughs) Because um, I adopted two black kittens today. She sure did. Surprise, mom. Surprise. Surprise. They're uh-huh. currently just like lurking in a box behind me. They're which chilling. Is know. adding to the spookiness of <laughs> all of it. They're just chilling. They're they're a little shy right now. Um, but yeah, um, I had put in my name to. I reached out to this foster home and said, if you know, if you have any black kittens ever come in, let me know. And she said, I have a bonded pair. And I said, I'll take them both. And here they are. So my day where I was going to prepare a story has um, become a little crazy, but they're currently just chilling in a cardboard box right now. Yeah. And I think it should be noted that she randomly told me in a text um, (laughs) before I left to come here and that, um, you know, Colin's going to have a surprise when he gets home. Oh, yeah. My husband, Colin, does not know. Colin does not know. So here we sit. Here we sit. On this here Sunday. What dramatic irony. Yeah. Well, that is, I guess that's an okay excuse. Thanks. I kept texting you to like pushing the recording time like a little bit later. Yeah, you're a real gem today. (laughs) It's daylight savings time. I'm just heavy breathing and pregnant. I walked all the way here from two towns over. Can we do 3.30? Yeah, I was, I honestly, I didn't even text you when I left because I was like, this is, it's 3.30 the time i'm sorry no it's fine it's fine here we are it's fine here we are yeah so she's gonna go over some spooky news yeah and i'm gonna go over a place (laughs) that um my husband kind of works adjacent to at the moment um which is very very spooky and he doesn't know how spooky and he was like don't tell me but i you know he's gonna listen to this yeah so he will have from now until Thursday to be in denial. <laughs> and after that. After that. You know what? All bets are off. All bets are off. Well, the theme we wanted for today was main ghost stories. And what is more adjacent to Maine and the supernatural than Stephen King? Truth. My favorite author um, my 17th favorite and no, i'm just kidding <laughs> I, I really like his books i just haven't thought about if he's my favorite if i had to pick a single author whose books i've read the most of mm-hmm. it would be stephen king That's and true. i think that default makes him my favorite it's just that i keep coming back to his stories and they were kind of a great entry into horror for me because reading it is a little bit more removed yes. than watching something or listening to it <laughs> as you fall asleep at night as an audiobook (laughs) i was sleeping over at molly's apartment once and 
She was like, do you mind if we listen to like an audiobook as we go to sleep? I was like, oh, yeah, sure. That's fine. Um, and she put on the Shining audiobook to fall asleep to. Right. Um, Abigail made me turn it off after a while because I do get it. Like, I fell asleep. And then if you just wake up, you don't really know what part you're going to get. That was it. In I, the dead I did, of the night. In I a- did doze off to it. But then I woke back up and it was at a terrifying moment. It's like when Danny is seeing the fire hose in the hallway. Oh, okay. And he has that like haunting moment with it where he expects it to reach out. It doesn't seem like a scary moment, but when you're listening to it in the dead of night, Mm -hmm. a little terrifying. So I was like, Alone in a studio apartment with your sister (laughs) in Boston. Hey, could we maybe not (laughs) right now? (laughs) Right. I don't know why. Like I listened to them to fall asleep, so I just didn't hear like outside stuff, city stuff. Murderers breaking and stuff. I was on the first floor. Yeah. You know, I thought if a murderer came through the window, they would hear The Shining and be like, this girl's fucked. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Um, Who falls asleep to The Shining? Who does that? Nothing. No one I want to murder. No. Because she will haunt me. So, um, yeah. But what about Stephen King? The sequel to The Shining is called Dr. Sleep. (gasps) That comes out. November 8th as a movie directed by Mike Flanagan, who also directed and made uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Uh Uh-oh. We're in for it. We're in for it. I'm really excited. I think the book, I mean, it's not, again, it doesn't compare to The Shining, but it's still a good work on its own, and it's really interesting. It's basically about... The little kid from The Shining, Danny Torrance, growing up, what is his life as an adult, as someone who experienced this trauma, who has a family history of alcoholism, mm-hmm. and how he navigates Which his is life actually, now. I know you haven't seen Hell House, but it's no. kind of the same is it? thing. It's based on childhood trauma, and like it goes from there. So it's like a lot of flashbacks back and forth. Um it's, it makes it so scary. So this will probably be really good. Okay. Well, I need to watch Haunting of Hill House. Maybe I I'll know. watch. I'll watch it, and next recording, I'll come back and, and talk a little you bit better. about it. You better. No more cats until then. <laughs> I'm done with cats for a while. No more freaking cats. <laughs> no more freaking cats. Um, so I just listened to an interview with Mike Flanagan, and he was talking about how he has to follow up not only one of the most historic genre books, The Shining, but also one of the most historic genre films, The Shining. Right. By Stanley Kubrick, who is like one of the most lauded directors of all time. Right. And he has to follow up kind of both of those things and be true to both of those things. And right. both of them changed their respective genres, especially the movie. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about the movie Dr. Sleep is that he goes back to the Overlook Hotel and he reshot, he recreated shots from the original Shining. So he doesn't, he's not using the footage, but he recreated exactly shot for shot some of the scenes from the Shining. That's so crazy. Didn't some like spooky things happen on set of the Shining? Yes. I feel like some scary stuff happened, so I would be scared to bring back that juju. I don't know about any hauntings. I can't really find anything immediately, but I do know that he 
tortured Shelley Duvall, basically Stanley Kubrick did on the set. Right. Basically terrorized her into giving a more convincing performance. Right. I think she, that character, is so haunting and disturbing (laughs) that I believe it. It's crazy, like, what they used to do to actors and actresses. It's like, just let them do their thing, man. You don't need to... Yeah. You don't need to just send them, you know, into... It's acting. For a reason. Therapy for life. It doesn't have to be genuine because they're actors. And if they're good actors... They It'll should be able to act. Real. It'll right. feel real. Indeed. But yeah, I think so. that's so scary. So scary. I am very excited to see Dr. Sleep, and I'll let you all know my thoughts on it after we see it. Maybe we should see it together. Would that mm, be fun? It would be. Will I cry? Probably. Probably. Maybe. Will I eat some popcorn? Will you be attracted to Ewan McGregor, even though he's going to be playing an alcoholic? I think I'll leave that to you. Okay. I probably will be. I feel like that's going to be a you thing. Yeah. I think I was just projecting onto you when right. really that's going to be a me thing. It's going to be a you thing. I'm just like, Ewan, hello. Ewan. Ewan. <laughs> Ewan McGregor. It's been so long. It's so it's Ewan, not Ewan. <laughs> I, I don't know what you and McGregor. What do you and think <laughs> about it? You and you and I thought it was you and Ewan. Ewan just sounds like ew and all right. Hold on. Ew. Now I have to fucking look up how to pronounce his name. How maybe it has that pronounce... lady that tells you how to pronounce things. On yeah, Google. yeah, yeah. That's how I've solved many fights in my house. Ewan. You know what? It's Ewan. Ewan. I thought so. I was like, Ewan? Who the who the <laughs> hell is that? Who the Ewan is that? <laughs> well, Ewan McGregor. Mr. McGregor. Mr. McGregor. Well, yeah, I'm excited to see. He's a good actor, so into that. So my husband recently started working Ryan. on the ground. Ryan. Ewan. <laughs> Brian <Ruin>. Ewan. <laughs> he started working on, in Augusta, Maine, which is the capital. It's not Portland, people. 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 God. I just, I can hear you out there going, Augusta? What? Yeah. And I'm here to inform you it's incorrect. So, Augusta, it's up there. It is up there. Um, so my sources for my research were both, you know, the tried and true Wikipedia. Wikipedia. And the Portland Press Herald. Gotta have that hometown PPH, paper. PPH, PPH. Specifically the article, The Forgotten Dead by Kelly Bouchard. The main insane hospital, later the Augusta Mental Health Institute, was a psychiatric hospital in Augusta, Maine, Maine state capital. Like I said. It was the principal facility for the care and treatment of Maine's mentally ill from 1840 to 2004. Its surviving buildings represent the oldest surviving complex of mental care facilities in the United States. That's old. That's Who knew, Maine? The hospital was replaced by Riverview Psychiatric Center, located just to the south. The hospital's core complex was listed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1982, with the listing enlarged to encompass the entire campus in 2001. 
The hospital grounds themselves are comprised of the National Historic Landmark, the Kennebec Arsenal, a former military facility and modern complex of the Riverview Psychiatric Center. Over the course of the 165-year-old history, it is said that 11,647 people died there. What the f- Seriously? Yeah. It gets so much worse. Oh my god. Okay. Go on. Go on. The hospital kept no records of where these deceased patients were buried or how the patients were laid to rest. Jesus. In any form. So no, like, were they cremated? Like, nothing. It was just that they passed in the night. The only documents they were able to uncover were a few handwritten maps indicating where a few of the bodies may be in a nearby cemetery. It wasn't until a former patient that was a patient in the 60s came forward about her experiences at the facility that a movement was formed in conjunction with a local nonprofit to recognize the forgotten dead of the insane asylum. It's crazy that it had to take someone who lived it to care. Right. Like, no one on the outside. And at the time when she was in, I think she was 17, um, diagnosed schizophrenic, and she just, I'll get into it a little bit further along, but Mm -hmm. she just kind of noticed people disappearing. Fucked up. Yeah. So she said she experienced several patients that disappeared who she knew. She alerted the hospital staff one time when... A girl named Margaret told her that she was feeling like she was going to commit suicide. She told hospital staff, yet she returned to the girl's room to find that she had forced her head through the window bars, smashed the window, and blood was everywhere. There was no mention if she was alive or dead. She was just removed. I know. I know. This is real dark. Um, The group that uh, started researching all of these people got special permission from the state to search hospital records dating back to 1840 when the initial search of AMHI, is what they abbreviated as, records turned up nothing. Deaths at AMHI were recorded in a daily log that simply mentioned a patient passed in the night. Because of the stigma around mental illness, especially in the earliest years of the facility, many people were committed for things that would never be the case today. From differing views on religion to acting a certain way that would be viewed as inappropriate. This means that many of the 11,647 people that lost their lives there, many were not meant actually mentally ill. Oh, that is just horrifying. It's That's horrifying. one of my like fears and something I yeah. hate to see on in like a story on television or movie, whatever. Totally. Is someone too. or is being committed. Right. As a sane person. Right. Because if someone calls you insane, what's your defense to say no? Exactly. You all say. You have no defense. You're, you are defenseless in that, in that case. Absolutely. And that's why this is, I, I can't believe I never knew about this place before he started working there. Yeah. I remember telling mom that it was some, um, old mental facility up in Augusta and she was like, oh, am high. Oh, <laughs> I was like, so you she- been <laughs> um, in some cases, patients also had what we would diagnose as Alzheimer's disease and sometimes just epilepsy. Yet they oh. found themselves in the walls of Amhi. That is horrifying. Some of the 11,647 patients who died were returned to their families and buried in hometown cemetery plot 
That, I mean, just talk about people abandoning those who, like families abandoning those who had Well, and then the hospital. And then the hospital not. Tossing them aside. I mean, it could have been also something where they were understaffed. Yeah, and I think it's just a lack of understanding that they had at the time. And as far as the staffing goes and the treatments changed so much, it just seemed like they were, you know, throwing ideas at these people on how to, quote, fix them without any medical backing or knowledge to go along with Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Some unclaimed patients also may have been used as cadavers for lab experiments at the Medical School of Maine that operated at Bowdoin College in the 1800s and early 1900s, a practice that was legal here and in several other states in the past. Researchers do know where a few Amhi Amhi patients were buried. An outdated hand-drawn map found in the hospital's archives shows 40 graves in the pauper section of the Coney Cemetery on the other side of Hospital Street. All the wooden markers are gone, and only seven patient headstones remain. Almost all 11,647 names of the patients who died at Amhi were read aloud during an emotional ceremony on the hospital grounds in 2005. With permission from the Maine legislature, the Remembrance List is published in a book displayed in the lobby of Riverview Psychiatric Center, which opened on the hospital grounds in 2004. That's good. The list is also a part of the history posted on the DHHS website. I'm glad there's some something. Something. There's got to be people. I mean, yeah. and I think there's still so much more work to be done that they are doing, which is great. Good. The yeah. nonprofit's name is Amistad, and mm-hmm. the um, patient she had her name in the article, but I just didn't want to use her name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But she's been an advocate since starting this project. I think when she just realized there was a nationwide movement to recognize not just in Maine, but uh, these care care facilities, quote, mm-hmm. all over the country where these forgotten dead are buried. They're somewhere. And what I read that in Georgia they found um, in the basement all the cremated remains were just in cardboard boxes that had been split open onto the floor. That's so dark. So sick. That's insane. So the I I must reiterate that the the walls of Amhi and the grounds are closed to the public. So ghost hunters, <laughs> ghost hunters, beware. not welcome. Not welcome. You got to be Zach Bagans. Get special permission. Hell yeah. But it said that after Zach Bagans can get in anywhere. 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 Apparitions can be seen throughout the halls of the buildings, and the cries of patients can be heard echoing throughout the nights. It's one of Maine's most haunted locations to this day, and there are also several underground tunnels beneath the property, which my husband has been in, and we'll share a picture on our Instagram. But what that... does Ryan Ryan do? Do you want to talk about like what he does and why he's there? Yeah, so Ryan is... On the grounds, they're building, um, I believe it's a main veterans facility. So he's a project manager for a construction company. And that, he's never been a huge fan of um, scary stuff. (laughs) So when he told me, and he sent me a picture of the building, which we'll also post, 
it is so chilling. You just the exterior, everything. You just think it should be a historic landmark because in a weird way it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a huge part of our history, which shouldn't be overlooked, along with the almost 12,000 people um, that lost their lives. But it is truly a spooky, spooky place. And so there are several tunnels underneath the buildings. Um, they uncovered a room that um, was at the end of one of the tunnels. It was believed to be used for electroshock therapy. Mm-hmm. And um, he has not witnessed anything. I don't think he's had any personal experiences there. But but he'll keep us updated. He'll keep us updated. He's got, you know, two more years on this job in particular. So, um, you know, there's... There's room for ghosts. There's always time for ghosts. There's always time for ghosts. You know ghosts. what? They're not doing anything else. They're not. They're waiting for They're him. They're just waiting for Ryan. He's going to be so scared Friday. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe while he listens to this at work on Thursday. <laughs> I hope he's listening to this like while he's like, going through one of the tunnels. <laughs> right. Ryan, we're going to need you to come down here. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm good up here right now. So I have some stuff to do. I'm just going to delegate. That's what good managers do is they delegate so they don't have to encounter ghosts. Right. And he always talks about when he brings our dog on Fridays um, that she's, she's a little anxious as it is. But I'm like, she's, she's scared of the ghost when she's, when you're there. If you see her just looking in a corner. She knows. She knows. She knows. Animals are sensitive. They are. Animals and babies. That's why I'm going to have two creatures freaking me out come February. Yep. What I fear most is your daughter as a toddler having a ghost friend. (laughs) I will will fear that as well. (laughs) We'll put that into the anxiety book. Good, good, good. Like, who are you talking to? Right. Oh, this is Jenny. No. Fuck Jenny. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of Supernatural Sisters. I'm sorry I didn't come prepared with a ghost story this episode. I'm fired. You're going to have to find a new sister. Mom, get on that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But we just wanted to shout out. We didn't last time. We wanted to shout out our... Um, intro music composer Nate Johnson. Thank you, Nate. You Thanks, can find Nate. you can find his work at musicbynatejohnson.com. Our amazing cover art is by Breezy. You can find her work at Excellent Terrestrial on Instagram. Um, she's also there at the same username on Reddit, which is how I found her. Please check her work out. She's amazing. Um, thank you to her and Nate for contributing their amazing art to our podcast. We love them. We love them. And uh, if you have a moment, we'd appreciate if you would rate and review on iTunes. We hear it helps people find our podcast. And if you think it's worth other people finding, we would really appreciate the shout out. I'm Molly. And I'm Abigail. We're sisters. And we believe in ghosts. Hell yeah. Yeah, bye guys! Bye!